walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, aka the hardest part of the ring. We're here, folks. We made it. We, uh, we trudged through the invasion era. We, we made it through whatever the, whatever the hell you would call the first half of 2002. Attitude Era Revisited, maybe? I don't know. Uh, but we're here now in July of 2002. And we are fresh off of, by the way, what show are we covering today? Hardest part of the ring? Vengeance 2002 is uh, the show we will be recapping today. And uh, this pay-per-view occurs fresh off of uh, a lot of things. Uh, one, we had that famous Vince McMahon promo on Raw. This is you know after Stone Cold left. This is after the NWO storyline came to an end. You know, a kind of a lukewarm at best King of the Ring pay-per-view. It became very clear that the WWE needed new stars. So Vince McMahon cut a promo in the at the beginning of a Raw with all of the superstars surrounding the ring. I think he did the same thing on SmackDown, too, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong on that. But basically asking everybody to give him some of that aggression in a ruthless manner. And uh, we get a good amount of that. We get some debuts. In between King of the Ring and this pay-per-view, we've seen some debuts. We've seen a little, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe you know this guy. Maybe you've heard of him. He's called, you know, the Peacemaker. John Cena. We've, we got the debut of John Cena, and he is on this pay-per-view. Uh, we will soon get the debut of Rey Mysterio. And, you know, people like Batista, Randy Orton, who have already debuted, they've become more prominent. And... You know, people like Bradshaw, they're trying to go with us. Bubba Dudley, like they're trying some things and not everything works out. But we're definitely in the ruthless aggression era here. And I'm excited to cover it, man. I mean, I've 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 seen a few pay-per-views from this era. I know a few nuts and bolts, but um haven't watched it, you know, full time. So I'm excited to get into it. And this show here, Vengeance 2002, was a pretty, uh, was a pretty good show. It was a pretty good show. It was a breath of fresh air, I thought. Because the first half of 2002, I mean, like I said before, it was kind of just a rehash of the Attitude Era. You had really, the spotlight was on guys like Flair, Hogan, NWO, Vince McMahon. You have like 
Undertaker and Triple H trying to rekindle a rivalry. You have Godfather and his escorts. There's so many things they tried and they all kind of failed in their own ways and to their own extents. Um, which brings you back to the Ruthless Aggression era thing, the promo, Ruthless Aggression, and all that stuff. Uh, they need something new, and they sure do get it. So, uh, yeah, like I said, the show just felt like a, a breath of fresh air. And, I mean, the main event, I mean, no, nothing exemplifies that. Like the main event of this show, a triple threat match for the Undisputed Championship. You have The Undertaker defending his title against Kurt Angle and The Rock. And I actually did a, a watch along of this match on my YouTube channel. So go check that out if you have not already. Uh, give it a like too. Uh, subscribe if you are not already. I'll put a link to that in the, the in the description below. The uh, the watch along of just the triple threat match. Uh, so go check it out. This is a fun time. It's a fun match. Um, one of the best matches of all time. Honestly, I, I would even go as <laughs> far to say that it was tremendous. Go watch it. And while you're subscribing to my YouTube, just go to apronbump.com, check out the merch, check out, you know, give my show a rating. Uh, you can find wherever you want to listen or watch the podcast at apronbump.com. You can even go to the episodes tab and uh, filter by different timeline or promotion because all sorts of stuff that I cover. So if you want to just narrow it down to one singular timeline, for example, the Attitude Era or Ruthless Aggression Era, go there. Go to the episodes tab at the top right at apronbump.com and it'll bring you to all of those episodes that I've covered in chronological fashion. Um, but yeah, so some really fun matches on this show. Vengeance 2002. Excited to talk about it. Uh, got a lot of up and comers on this show and I'm not talking about the porn magazine. But speaking of fucking, I fuck with my guest that I had on today's show. Brian from the Within the Ropes podcast. Check out the Within the Ropes podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Brian does a really good job. He talks a lot about the current products, uh, kind of general. He used to do like reviews of each show, but now he does more general uh, subject kind of topical stuff for his episodes, which I really enjoy. So um, he does a really good job over there. Really entertaining dude. So go check him out. That's the Within the Ropes podcast. Uh, within the ropes podcast.com for everything you need with Bry Guy and follow, follow, follow Brian on Twitter at within the ropes on uh, Twitter. I already said that. Uh, but yeah, we have a good old time. We we tickle each other's nipples and kiss each other on the cheek for a little over an hour on this. So let's get into this WWE Vengeance 2002 with myself. And Brian from the Within the Ropes podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, here, one second. It says Riverside has run out of storage on your computer. Fucking video games. Do you, do, <laughs> do you happen to have uh, any space left on your heart? I do, yeah. Uh, maybe. I sure do. Maybe delete, delete some of your backup porn videos yeah, that you download. Yeah, just a couple. Yeah, you know, just a couple. Hold on, let's so, see. You, you know, I know when you're at a pinch and you know, your Wi-Fi's yeah, out. Just a little bit. Give me a second here. <laughs> I knew this. I knew this would come to an end. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get oh man, owner. Well, what game? What games do you have downloaded? Uh, Warzone. Just about every uh, yeah, Warzone every Call itself of Duty. is five hundred gigs. Golly, man! And see, I have. Matter of fact, I have a lot of. What is this? 
Why is it says there's five people in here for some reason? Um, hey, <laughs> me, you, well, Jimmy Hart, Renegade. There we go. And, uh, <laughs> are we gonna start this on a sour note? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> and Billy Kidman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a uh, minute. All the best of wrestling. All the best. Hold on. Let's see. I got it. I got this. I got it, Kyle. I got Do you it. though? <laughs> It sounds debatable. I got it. I got it. Here we go. All right. Wait, let's see. Boom. Oh, did you hear that? Can you hear my sounds? Doo -doo -doo. What the hell's going on over there? Yo, is there like a, a way to... This is a... This camera's like really close on me. Is there... You know, uh, you could just back up maybe. I don't know. Push the camera. All right. There's always something. It's always like, oh, uh, the Chrome isn't updated or, you know, my mic isn't selected or some shit. It says there's five people again, though. Me, you. You know what? <laughs> All the three people, what, who's who's watching us? Elon Musk, fucking Jeff Bezos, and Mark Zuckerberg. They're, they're always watching anyways, right? Who's yeah. with me? Always. <laughs> the goddamn. They're uh, our business. The cyborgs are taking over the world, everybody. That's what this podcast is really about. <laughs> I tricked you. I lured you in here with Vengeance O2, but I really wanted to get you to discuss the, the downfall. I freaking knew it. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. I just said downfall. I didn't even mean it. But it's, uh, it's oh. the theme song of this oh. of, of this show, huh? Trust Company? Come on now. Sing it for me, Brian. See? You don't know the words? No, I don't know the words. I forgot. No, I don't either. <clears throat> Trust Company songs always just feel like they're whispering loud. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> take me away. Take me. You know, that kind of shit. Oh, sorry. I was jamming out. You know, I'm just thinking of how I can use that clip for something else of you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, oh, howdy. Great. That is that is on you, sir. Well, anyways, vengeance 2002. Would you uh, get a chance to check out the show? I did. Thoughts? So it was it was a it was an okay show. A lot of matches were well on the shorter end, you know. It was very yeah. fast paced. Nothing too methodical and technical. Um I thought it was decent. It was alright. It was okay. Yeah, I think the main event is really like what people remember about this mm -hmm. show. Although the other matches you are right. There were a lot of short matches and honestly, like kind of forgettable, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. But there were some pretty solid matches on this show. And um, and in this time period, just for context, this is uh, we're still kind of fresh off the initial brand split. But this is the period where they're like really leaning into the the different brands, the different like that. They just established that the GMs the previous week. So Eric mm -hmm. Bischoff and Stephanie McMahon showed up for the first time as GMs. The very week before, and then you see like you know Eric Bischoff is backstage throughout the show and yep. trying to get people to sign. And Stephanie, I don't know if yeah Stephanie's there. Eventually, we we get a a funnel segment later in the show. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're they're really leaning into the brand split here. What what are your thoughts? Because we're kind of in a period as of recording this where it's like it's almost like they're phasing it out again. What what are mm -hmm. your thoughts on the brand split in general? So. Every now and then. Okay. So lately, I've been feeling like the brand split should end. Uh -huh. I, I feel like they have a lot 
maybe way too much talent than they did back then when they, you know, first introduced it and when, you know, they were going through it and it was exciting. It was different. You you know, you had different stories on Raw, different stories on SmackDown. I feel like nowadays a lot of people don't want the brand split to end because they feel like, oh, we're just going to see the same five guys. It's just going to be a repeat of what happens on Monday Night Raw every week. But... I feel like that's a chance for creative to start getting creative again. Mm. Start doing some things that, you know, we we haven't seen either ever or in a long time. Back yeah. then, especially in 2002, there was a lot of different things, mix-ups, different tag teams. You know, the brand split really showed back then because you got to see tag teams split up. You got to see a mixture mm-hmm. of alliances and rivalries and matchups that you didn't think you'd be able to see. Um, and I think that's important. And and I think it would do them very good uh, to go back to that style of booking or creative or whatever. Yeah. In the brand split, though, I, I say in the brand split mm. and start all over again. You know, you can keep your you can keep. Some championships, you know, a couple championships here and there. Right. Not too much, though. Not too much, Kyle. No. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you in a sense. I think, I mean, at the heart of it, the, the brand split, no brand split, I feel like that's not the source of the issue, I think. Mm-hmm. You could have a successful brand split. You can have a successful just one roster. So mm-hmm. ultimately, it's not really what it's a, a, the do or die thing about it. I, I do enjoy the brand split. Just because I think that they showed for so many years that they could have two unique shows, just double the storylines, double the talent that you see. And um, I just think that you, you have all these hours throughout the week. I think the more that they can like differentiate one show from another, the better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, kind of to your point, I think because they've been doing the brand split for a while, like a shock to the system and like a change of pace, maybe by bringing everybody to you know, and under one umbrella could be a good thing yeah. as well. Like just, just to do something different championships, unifying, hopping from brand to brand, stuff like that. So, well, I mean, at least until they can get some stars, right? I mm-hmm. mean, some would argue and say that WWE doesn't have any stars anymore. Um, you have guys that are popular, right? Potential stars. Right. Um, but there's not like on each brand. I don't think there's, five legit stars who is going to take this company and go yeah you know for the next five ten years you know yeah yeah we stand wrestlemania i mean they relied on like <laughs> old ass stone cold steve austin and goddamn logan paul to make i mean it was a great show i loved it but you could, uh-huh. you could ultimately we're gonna be wheeling stone cold out with a beer wheelchair that has like a thing connected to his head we can't do that forever. So, yeah, to your point, they need to create new stars. And uh, yes. that's, what they're, that's what they're trying to do here, Bry Guy, here back in uh, February, or not February, July or whatever the fucking month this is in, uh, of 2002. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, were, you, were you watching during this time period, by the way? I was. Yeah. I mean, it was because um, I, I wasn't watching live, but I've gone back and watched a few things from this time period. And uh it's it's fun stuff. It's fun stuff, and uh, we get uh, a little taste of that with the opening match here. We got a tag team tables match, elimination style. So we got 
Bubba and Spike Dudley versus Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Man, kind of a uh, kind of a random match here. Other than the fact that Bubba cost Eddie his match at the last pay-per-view against Ric Flair. There's not a ton of storyline here, but eh, whatever. As you throw some tables, throw these guys out there for a little opener. Um, kicking it off, you know, with a shot of the crowd with somebody with an Eddie Guerrero mows my lawn sign. Yikes. Good job. Good job. <laughs> 2002. Never change. Mexicals are on the way. Uh, <laughs> that's so yeah, this is the, uh, first pay-per-view match for all, uh, Chris Benoit in over a year. He's fresh off his neck surgery. Um, I thought it was a pretty fun match. I mean, there was some interesting psychology decisions made here. First of all, I just got to ask you, why are there tags in a tables match? Oh, oh <laughs> man, that, that, that's literally the one thing that I said when this match began. I'm like, okay, I get it's elimination style, but why are they tagging each other in? Like, I've seen tons of tables matches yeah. uh, that were elimination style, I guess, where you had to eliminate both members of the team. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have to tag them. It was like tornado style. I don't know if they were trying to be different. Here, here we go. This is uh, they were we're seeing the future here. We're, we're seeing the present day and the past. Uh, these unorthodox random rules in WWE matches where, mm-hmm. you know, you on a on a normal Monday on a, on a on 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 the regular nowadays, you, you're left scratching your head like, why did they do that? And in this mm-hmm. sense, the first the opening match. It's like, why are they doing this? <laughs> why are we tagging in a tables match? <laughs> things never change. Some things never change. Because yeah, you would think it's is it? I mean, is it no DQ or is it you can only use tables? No, that's the real question. <laughs> but if they made that clear, I'd be like, okay, I get it. But we just got to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um. But yeah, so it doesn't last too long. Eventually, it breaks down. Uh. You know, there is some good psychology, though, in this match uh, with the Dudleys obviously being the experts here. So you got like uh, Benoit and Eddie, they try a, a superplex on Bubba through a table. But Spike just moves the table out of the out of the way instead of, you know, saving his brother because fuck you, Bubba, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and at some point, Bubba or Spike is about to get whipped into a table that's in the corner. But Bubba, Bubba just spears the shit out of him with a pounce. Uh, but to save him so he doesn't go through the table so they don't lose the match, you know. <laughs> but uh, then the plunder starts getting brought out. And um, so Bubba goes for a senton through a table, misses, goes crashing through it. Eddie tries to uh, hit a suplex from the apron through a table on the outside onto Spike. But Spike counters into a Dudley dog from the ring to the outside, kind of through the table. I think Spike went through the table more than Eddie did, but I guess it counts. <laughs> but yeah, and then Benoit is none too pleased with this, so he just takes Spike in the ring. Military mm-hmm. press over his head and just chucks him like a bag of shit to the outside through a table. And then yep. Bubba hits the Bubba bomb on Benoit through the table, so the Dudleys get the win. It felt like it was like a, a span of like 30 seconds where everybody got eliminated in this match, but it was a fun yep. opener. Fun opener, I thought. I I I I liked this match. It was the second longest match on the card, and um, is it really? You know, it, it is. That's yes. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, 
the table spot. I would think that Spike would be eliminated, but I remember back in, I believe it was Royal Rumble 2000, when Jeff had went through the table himself, like he flew out of the ring and he went through the table in mm-hmm. the match with the Dudleys. Um, and I believe it was, it was Jim Ross that said, oh, you can only get eliminated if someone puts you through the table, mm-hmm. right? And so because Spike was on the offensive end of the move, mm-hmm. obviously he wasn't the one eliminated from the match. So, but who I guess. Say, who were we to say that Eddie wasn't just doing a big-ass <laughs> atomic drop through on Spike through the table, <laughs> right? Maybe he's playing 4D chess and <laughs> the ref just didn't see it. So That's true. That's true. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you do have a point there. It could have been an atomic <laughs> drop. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be pondering that all day, aren't you? Yeah, I That's am, actually. Question. That's one of those things that Eddie could have come back, you know, uh, the night after on Raw and been like, hey, well, I didn't get eliminated. Come on, man. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that wasn't insensitive the way I said that, but. <laughs> <laughs> come on, stomach drop. <laughs> Any other oh. uh, other, other um, thoughts on this match? The bubble bomb through the table. That looked like it hurts. Yeah. There's might no way to... Of... Might, get, might get a what? Might get a piece of what? <laughs> might get a piece of wood <laughs> stuck somewhere that you don't want it, you know? Yeah. No, well, I was about to say nobody wants wood there, but I mean, you know. <laughs> at least half the population does. So Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah. So But uh yeah. So wood up the ass and Dudley's get the win. Next match. <laughs> well, first of all, speaking of wood up the ass, we got Eric Bischoff here. Oh. Whew. And uh, like I said, he's he's less than a week in to his run here in WWE. He's got a shit eating grin on his face. And um, because that was a raw match that we just saw. And he's like, he was very happy with it. It's, it's fast paced, he says. It's ruthless aggression. And he, as he's talking, he's talking to coach backstage. And as he's talking to him, he sees Triple H walking by. And Bischoff's like, hey, hey, pal. Because later in the show, there's this whole fucking LeBron James ceremony where Triple H is, you know, picking which hat he wants to wear, which brand he wants to go to. Um, so Bischoff's trying to get ahead of it. He's like, hey, where are you going? And Triple H is like, I'm going to Stephanie's office. And Bischoff's all pissed because he doesn't want him negotiating, but Triple H is bigger than him, so he goes in there anyways. Uh, <laughs> love the brand competition here. What, what did you think about, like, in this time period, how, like, Bischoff and Stephanie were, like, basically at odds with each other? It was good. It made the, you know, the big-time players seem that much more important, in my opinion. Made them seem and feel... Like you say, like a Le- like LeBron James, superstars, right? Mm-hmm. Big time players. Um, GM seemed a lot more serious about uh, the their shows. They wanted to make sure that it was the best show, right? Um, and so I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I, I was left scratching my head though, because I'm like, you know, they're not acknowledging here that, you know, Triple H is Stephanie. You know, I know that they had it's some all differences. Business. What? It's all business. I, I I get that, but doesn't Stephanie have some kind of uh, advantage here? Like, isn't this not fair? What is you, a what conflict you, of interest? What are you referring Mixing, to? 
Well, business and pleasure, you know? Like, why? They both have mouths. You know, so yeah, it's 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 about how bad you want it, Brian. <laughs> Are you willing to risk it for the biscuit, as they say? Oh man, you're right. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, you're just coming off really silly there. So yeah. Uh, but anyways, good segue here. We got Jamie Noble and Nydia coming oh, out. Oh man, we're going to Applebee's, yes. baby. Uh, we got the cruiserweight title on the line. Jamie Noble, the champion, versus Billy Kidman. Mm. Uh, man, so Nydia, according to, uh, I think it was King or JR that said this, uh, they've been living high on the hog since uh, <laughs> Jamie Noble won the Cruiserweight title. They, they got a, a, st- a double-wide trailer, so they're really, they're really living the life. So they, they need this title to, to maintain that lifestyle, of course. Um, fun match. I always enjoyed the cruiserweight division, uh, especially these two guys. I'm a big Jamie Noble fan myself specifically. Um, at some point, do you got a problem? No, no, not at all. <laughs> do you not, do you not like Jamie Noble? I love Jamie Noble. I think it's a correct answer. I love Jamie Noble. I love a renegade moment. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sweating there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, some good psychology in this match. They're on the outside fighting. <laughs> Jamie Noble just grabs Nidia and chucks her at Billy Kidman. Uh, and Noble like capitalizes with a arm breaker of sorts and then kind of attacks the arm in the ring for a little bit. Uh, but eventually, so Noble's going for a top rope something. Uh, Billy Kidman counters with a, like a sky high from the second rope and then uh, goes for the shooting star press, but misses. Um, then ultimately Jamie Noble wins with the tiger bomb, uh, really good. They they had a a better match, I think at survivor series from what I remember, Mm -hmm. but this was a really good match. I always enjoyed the cruiserweight added a little bit of, uh, diversity to the card. So, uh, yeah, fun stuff. What'd you think about it? The battle of the producers. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Ah, That's a good point. Is Billy Kidman, Billy Kidman still there? I don't know. I think so. I, I don't know. Noble is. I, we see question. him every damn near every week. Right. Pulling Noble's somebody on, off of somebody. He's a, he's a regular. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like this match was good. I was a big fan of Jamie Noble and Nydia. Um, just they, I don't know, it just fit. Right. I feel yeah. like they just matched. They were match made for each other. Um, and Billy Kidman was Billy Kidman. He wasn't quite the same Billy Kidman from WCW, but. Mm-hmm. It was good. The match was good. Very Cruiserweight-like. And I was excited that Jamie Noble was able to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. The one thing that I wish would happen this day in WWE is more female managers. Now, I know. I I understand that women in wrestling have surpassed, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. Just being I ballets. Guess, yeah. Yeah. But I love the pairing. I, I think it's so important um, playing that role. I love Nydia, the distractions, the facial expressions, the uh-huh. just everything, man. I, that's why I love Jamie Noble. <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole package was uh, was solid. I loved it. Like I it said, was. it just fit. Um, yeah, I agree. More managed. It's more managers in general. I think in general, 
I mean, we've seen it with, you know, Zelina Vega and Andrade. I feel like that was Mm -hmm. Andrade at his best. And that was a lot Mm -hmm. attributed to Zelina Vega. And you could say the same thing about like Malcolm Bivens and Diamond Mine, which, geez, RIP, for the love of God. Um, So, yeah, like they they did that a lot kind of in this period. And I agree. They should bring that back. They should bring that back. Mm -hmm. Um, But that cuts from that match to uh, the bald eagle, Kurt Angle. He's uh, he's there with Mark Lloyd backstage and uh, he's cutting a promo because Kurt will be in the main event, the triple threat match for the undisputed title. Um, but as he's talking to Mark Lloyd backstage, uh, he meets Brock Lesnar for the first time, which is a fun little moment um, because Brock already has he's the number one contender. He's going to get the world title shot at SummerSlam. So it's a matter of who wins the uh, the match tonight that decides who he faces so it's feasible that it could be Kurt versus Brock at SummerSlam. But we know that with hindsight that in reality, it's actually WrestleMania the next year that these two will meet. Um, so fun little foreshadowing there. Foreshadowing yes. there. Um, but yeah, good little, uh, little, little, little taste. Just a little taste. Uh, but after that, got the European title. The coveted European championship is on the line for the final time ever. Uh, Jeff Hardy, the champion versus William Regal. Yes. Make sure to dance before you save your brother, everybody. Uh, (laughs) Yes, man. So we got Jeff here. He's, uh, he's fresh off the ladder match against Taker that, that legendary ladder match. So he's got a lot of momentum and how, how else do you capitalize on momentum? Well, you give a guy the European championship. So Mm -hmm. props, props, dub dub E for that. Uh, Mm -hmm. the fed. So we got Regal. <laughs> so the European title for like two years has been like Regal's title. Like if he yep. has it, he's the champion. If he doesn't have it, he's like desperately trying to get it. That's really the only purpose it serves. Right. And the very next night on Raw, they, there's actually a ladder match to unify the European and Intercontinental titles. Um, so this is the last time we'll see it on pay-per-view. But again, this is a short match. It's fine, but it's you know very forgettable, I thought. Uh Jeff goes for the Swanton, lands on Regal's knees, or Regal gets his knees up to block it. Uh, Regal tries to capitalize, but Jeff hits a roll-up out of nowhere for the win, retaining his title. And uh, Regal cries again because he's um, very sad, and he's very European. I don't know if you knew that. So Yes. <laughs> yeah, what did you think about this whole deal? I-, I thought it was okay. Jeff Hardy doing Jeff Hardy things. I was going to mention the uh, ladder match. Would take her. Dude, yeah. It was great. I feel like if something like that happened nowadays, people would say he deserves to be the world champion right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but it was it was good. Um, like you said, kind of forgettable. Um I, I, I it was the standard Jeff Hardy pay-per-view, you know, it, it, whether he was hardcore champion or European mm-hmm. champion or intercontinental champion, he seemed to be used in the same way in the same exact fashion on pay-per-view. So it was decent. Yeah. But yeah, that, that ladder match, man was, uh, I watched it recently and I still like, I knew the result, but I was like, God damn it, Jeff, get up that ladder. <laughs> get up the belt, you son of a bitch. It's, it holds up for anybody listening or, or you So you good. Know, go back and watch that shit. Cause it's uh, so good. Legendary. And Jim Ross. Iconic. Make yourself famous. <laughs> I don't know why that was my choice for Jim Ross's voice. I don't know what that was. Um, 
<laughs> no, no. Do you have a better? Make yourself right. famous, kid. There you go. That's that's <laughs> there you better. Go. Yours was yours was good too. Mine was more like Jeff Jarrett, I think. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thin line. Uh, but man, backstage. So we got Ric Flair is here. Uh oh. He sees uh, he sees Jeff coming through because he just ah come on Jeff <laughs> come the nature and so he sees Jeff and uh, congratulates him on winning the European title or retaining it. Uh, then in comes Hulk Hogan. He's like, ah, Jeff. Oh, good, good, good job, brother. Well, let me, let me tell you something. My match later in the show, I'm going to do a Hulkamaniac swanton. <laughs> and then Ric Flair's like, ah, it's going to be an uh, ugly swanton. <laughs> I don't know. He tried to do a thing, but it kind of sucked. Uh, then they, you know, the two old fucks ponder the GMs, and Jeff mm-hmm. walks away. So, really weird cast of characters here. Yeah, two thousand two. Do you have any other other thoughts? It just, it's felt. <laughs> I don't know. Something felt felt off about it. Um, Hogan. There we go. Why is your you, flame so good? <laughs> me. <laughs> One more time. Woo. There you go. <laughs> That's the only thing I was missing about this. <laughs> I, I feel like every time those two were in the same place at the same time, that, yeah, that happens. It's weird to we see them nonchalantly having a conversation <laughs> next to each other. That that's what it was. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh man, man, the hits just keep on coming. So now we got John Cena, the debuting on pay per view. John Cena versus Chris Jericho. Ooh, the prototype looking fresh. Golly. What do you what do you think about early, early John Cena here? Um well when I watched this match, I'd most definitely uh believe him when he said that he really wasn't ready and he really wasn't Mm. as good as You didn't think this was good? I mean it was good, it's just he wasn't I mean when I look at you know young and up and coming stars now Right. Right. Like like my like my 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 guy theory. Uh huh. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean he's got it all. He's 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 got the full package. He's got the in ring, he's got the mic skills, he's got the look. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at I mean, I don't no, go ahead, show you it. Know. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> That's for the Patreon. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Extra uh, deleted scenes. There we go. There we go. <laughs> extra, extra deleted. <laughs> it made that shit for sure. That shit's gone forever. <laughs> but uh, it was good. Jericho, in my opinion, makes this better than it should have been mm-hmm. in the short time that it you know the match went on. Um, but it's surprising that John Cena won. You know, again, I say it. It's what <clears throat> makes uh, WWE back then. So exciting because you really got to see, you know, some of the up and coming, some of the undercards, some of the young, fresh mm-hmm. talent get big wins on pay-per-view um, versus one throwing it away on a pointless Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> right. And or them being humiliated to the point where people are not liking them anymore and, and they got to figure out something else. And you know, good, so good thing was, they don't do that anymore. Good thing they figured that out and don't uh, 
throw cake in people's faces and uh, oh. what else? What else happens? Lots of stuff. Too much stuff. To cake. Uh, I feel like cake comes into play way too way too often. Oh, they don't do the. They don't do the lawn mowing anymore. They don't do that anymore. I'll do stuff Are like sure? that. Somebody call it uh, if they have fact checked us. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, no lawnmowers here. But you know who is here is John Cena. Um, I thought this was a really fun. I, I, I can see. I, I don't think good maybe is the word for it, but I thought it was very. Uh, it felt like a sprint. So there was mm. no like dead spots. There was I don't think there was one rest hold in this match. It just felt mm. like move, move, move. It's almost like a video game. Everybody was just using their power moves over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one spot where uh, Jericho's in the corner. John Cena runs, sprints at him for like a stinger splash. <laughs> but Jericho <laughs> leaps. He like gets to the second rope, drop kicks Cena in midair. And you got you to gotta go watch this. It, it was like uh, he got hit with a shotgun blast. <laughs> yep. Just got wrecked. Um, but a lot of high impact moves like, you know, Cena's busting out like belly to bellies and all that shit. Jericho hits his lion salt, but he doesn't cover Cena because, well, Cena's been disrespecting him on SmackDown and he uh, he wants to make him tap out. So Jericho locks in the walls, but it gets countered into a roll up. John Cena gets the win. Oh, and then Jericho loses it. He, he takes the chair, he you know, smashes it against the ring post. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Baby! Yeah, he's the king of the world. Brian, I don't know if yes. you heard him. So yes. That's his new nickname that he's trying out for a couple weeks, and they'll have a new one, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we, got, we got some more Eric Bischoff, ladies and gentlemen. He's, uh, still, he's waiting outside of Stephanie's office because, remember, Triple H went in there uh, to supposedly negotiate stuff um so as her and triple h are talking inside a lawyer walks outside the door and he has documents and eric bischoff's like documents he's really pissed at these documents um because he thinks it's gonna be like a contract for triple h to sign and join smackdown etc etc lawyer walks in eric bischoff's you know he's he's mortified he's nervous um but more on that later folks and then we got uh, the commentary switches over, which I thought was a funny little thing, how they treated commentary, because eventually they would just the raw guys commentate the raw matches, SmackDown guys yeah. <laughs> commentate the SmackDown matches. But they just did this thing where Jr. and K- or, uh, Colin Taz was the first half. Jr. Mm-hmm. and King was the second half, which didn't really make sense. It's like, why are you commentating the other guys matches? But um, they would figure it out. They would figure it out. But. Um, love the long term, long term storytelling, though, and King not want, wanting to uh, shake Taz's hand. I thought that was a funny little, <laughs> little piece of business there. That was good. That was good for sure. Um, but yeah, the second half. <laughs> Hold this stupid crown. <laughs> Asshole, just shake his hand. He's in a suit. Oh, uh, but we got the icy title on the line next. We got the champion. Rob Van Dam versus Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. And uh, dude, Brock Lesnar is a fucking. I like it's not, I'm not like, you know, breaking, you know, any ground here by saying Brock Lesnar is a freak monster, but yep. looking at him in 2002, it is insane. 
I mean, the, the traps and he's walking yes. out there. He just hops up to the apron, hops over the top rope. It's it's almost like they should put the WWE title on him or something. You're right, you think? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe hopefully they don't they don't miss the boat on this one. But golly. So this is a rematch of the King of the Ring finals that happened the previous month. And, uh, you know, Rob Van Dam, he had a coast to coast on uh, Paul Heyman on Raw, which is a fun little thing, uh, like with the chair or Van Terminator, I guess is what he called it. Yeah. Um, match is really fun. Rob Van Dam, uh, hometown, well, he's home state. I don't know how, how close uh, Battle Creek is to <laughs> where are they? Detroit, right? They are in. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit. Any Michiganers, you let me know how, how close that is to Battle Creek, if that is a real place. <laughs> but yeah, man, I thought it was a fun match. Any, any anything in particular stick out to you in this one? Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar tried his hardest to sell his ass off mm-hmm. uh, in the earlier years of his career, and some of them looked good, some of them looked really bad. A lot of the times, they were funny because he just looked like a big dude just falling over everything everywhere i i I think at one point van damme had hit him with like a spin kick and he like just tumbled he went well he's very top heavy so you like knock him over a little bit it's like a bobblehead so (laughs) he tumbled right through the middle rope onto the outside um put himself in harm's way a lot Mm-hmm. And but you got it, but you, you appreciate that someone who at least tries to sell. Sometimes you oversell, but in you know Brock's case, he he looked just like 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 you said, he was very top heavy. He, you know, yeah. you kick him and hit him once, he's tumbling over, falling over, crashing down. Um, it was good. Um, this match ended in a disqualification. Is that right? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> So you don't want to, I guess, you know, Brock isn't, you know, we don't want to give Brock the Intercontinental title because he's on the bigger and better things right after mm-hmm. this. Then the question you might want to ask yourself is why book this match in the first place, which, ah. the, you know, maybe that's thinking too much into it. Oh, who okay. knows? What do I know? I don't know anything about anything, but, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rob, I thought it was the what I liked about this. You got Brock Lesnar, obviously the strong ass dude. And you got Rob Van Dam, who can always bump his ass off for anybody. So just watching Brock Lesnar just obliterate <laughs> Rob Van Dam. Like at one point, Rob Brock's on the outside. I think it's after that kick you're talking about where Brock got knocked to the outside. Rob Van Dam goes for a moonsault onto Brock, but Brock hmm. catches him. Power slam on the floor, and it just made Oof. the most flap, splat noise on the floor. Um, and then in the ring, Brock's just throwing rvd all over the place it's not quite suplex city it's more like gut buster city but mm-hmm. uh a little pre there's some there's some suplexes in there you got some uh bear hugs a f- maybe an abdominal stretch in there or two uh but rob van dam fights back eventually hits his top ro- top rope roundhouse kick goes for the five star but uh brock catches him goes for the f5 but rob van dam counters into the ddt I think it was the first time we've seen that counter thus far mm-hmm. um, to the F5. And then Rob's able to hit the five star, but Heyman pulls the ref out before he can count the three disqualification. And holy shit, Lil Nate just <laughs> beats the ever loving hell out of Paul Heyman here. Did you see those? <laughs> he was throwing some potatoes, man. 
<laughs> like it was so needlessly aggressive here by Charles Robinson, but whatever. I'm not gonna judge. And yeah, Rob Van Dam, he he hits a senton on the Lesnar on the outside. Is all after the match shenanigans. He goes for the coast to coast again or the Van Terminator, but Heyman grabs Rob's foot, and uh, Brock Lesnar hits like a muscle buster, and then an F5 onto a steel chair. So Brock. Mm-hmm. Comes out strong, brother, but doesn't win the title. So the booking's weird, but it is what it is, I guess. This could have been a non-title match. It could have been, you know, not a match. <sighs> or maybe put these guys in different different matches, or I don't know. Yeah, you're That's right. It could, have been non- it could have been non-title, but then uh, why would it be non-title? I don't know. Could have been for the European title. Put Brock Lesnar versus Jeff Hardy, you know, have him win the European title. I think that would have been a better way to go. Yeah, you know, you you can't see Brock Lesnar as European champion. Is there a problem with that? Mm, no, I think it's I think it works actually. I said that as a joke, but I kind of like it. I kind of yeah, like it. It's not bad. Let's bring the title back, everybody. Vince, if you're listening, <laughs> bring back the European title. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> well, wait a minute. We have the European title already. Our truth said we got the European, the twenty four seven eleven. The, the <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot. I must have missed that part of Raw. Is that well, who's is Nikki Ash the European champion now? Right? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, A-S-H. is she? I think. Is I think she? I saw. I think I saw a picture on Twitter. I think she won, but did she? Did she lose it again? No. You know what? By the time this comes out, <gasps> I guarantee you she'll lose it. So it's ever. I, I, you, you, you know what? I. You know what? I think Dana won it back. I believe you. There's Dana nothing impossible. You could have said you won it, and I would have believed you. So I'll I'll be winning it next week. Okay. <laughs> well, spoilers. Come on. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I know I covered my own microphone to stop you from talking. Right. I don't know how this thing works. Oh man. Great. Yeah, we we got a. Uh, okay, so this match here, it's not a hardcore match. It's not a street fight. It's not no holds barred. No. It is a no disqualification, no count out match. Mm-hmm. So we got Booker T versus The Big Show. <laughs> I like it. You're my. Uh, uh, I'm your moving graphics. There we go. There we go. <laughs> this puts you in the background. Right. Uh, oh, man. So this is. Uh, some uh, some NWO afterbirth is how I would describe this. So we got, and we'll talk about. I guess we can talk about it now. The NWO mm-hmm. <laughs> this time. For what are, what are your uh, thoughts, memories of the attempt of the the rebirth of the the, the new world order here in WWE? I was a little sad it didn't work out. I was too. I, I thought was too. it was going good. It wasn't. It was going very <laughs> bad. <laughs> it was it was going fine. Until Hogan, they remembered that Hogan was over, then he left, and then they replaced him with fucking X-Pac, so. Yep, yep. And then, yeah, Kevin Nash gets injured, Scott Hall is fired, the big show's there, it's like, I don't know, Booker T was there for a second, Shawn Michaels yep. was there for a second, it got really, really stupid there at the end. Yikes. And man, this, so, on Raw, it was like a week or two before this, mm-hmm. um, they're basically building up. The NWO was initially supposed to be a big part of this show because the segment with Triple H that happens later was still supposed to happen. But instead of 
which brand is Triple H going to join? It was originally supposed to be, is Triple H going to join the NWO? So that was going to be a whole thing. And then Booker T and Big Show, because Booker T was in the NWO, then he got kicked out. So this is rooted in NWO drama. But then on Raw, because when Kevin Nash suffered an injury, I guess a quad injury, I'm assuming, um, (laughs) Vince McMahon. And it's just funny how this all played out. Vince McMahon, he comes out to the NWO's music and he's like, I hope you enjoyed that because that's the last time you're ever going to hear that music. The NWO is done. And he just keeps going on. It's like he just comes out. and He's like, hey, that that storyline we're doing, we're not doing that anymore. Forget about it. Never happened. <laughs> so it's like it's really that easy, huh? It's really that easy. Um, so I wonder why they don't do that more often. It's like, hey, we're, we're not doing that anymore. I know the thing <laughs> happened, yeah. but don't worry. You didn't see anything. <laughs> Shh, we don't want to give them any ideas. <laughs> I hey, guess they do Booker, that, but they don't like say it outright. Booker T didn't like that music anyway, so it's okay. No, no, it didn't. It didn't pass the vibe check for Booker. <laughs> but man, so I saw this match on the card. I kind of rolled my eyes at it, like, oh, big show. Like, how how mm-hmm. good can this be? And again, mm-hmm. it was short, but deservingly so. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the fun moment where. Um, so Big Show goes for a choke slam through the announce table like he did on SmackDown or something the week before. But Booker T counters and hits a scissors kick off of one announce table through the other one, which looks sick. Oh, yeah. Uh, they fight back to the ring. Uh, Show goes for a choke slam, but Booker hits the low blow and then a big ass scissors kick. And then the Houston hangover hits it about as perfectly as he ever hit it. And gets the win. Huge pop. Like Booker T. Like this match was whatever. For whatever reason, the crowd was just so into Booker T on this night. And it makes sense because Booker T would go on to WrestleMania and fight for the world title. And I guess this is really the beginning of his momentum here. So really, really <clears throat> yeah. fun showing for Booker T here. And then the spin Rooney, of course. Uh, what did you think of all this? It was good. Um, all the stuff that. We all knew Booker T was capable of. He was doing in this, in this match, in this short time he had with the Big Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't a huge Big Show fan, especially during this time, because he was like big and a show, was, right? Yeah, and he was slow. Ah, the big slow, folks. He was the he to me. He was the big slow here. No, he was um, he's, he's he was extra big. To your point, yeah, extra. <laughs> XXL show. XX. <laughs> um, but it was good. It was a good match. Again, see, you know what you're talking about, Kyle. Sometimes. This is what did it. This is what did it. This is what took Booker T right to Triple H. Just for him to just break him right down. No, oh, we don't huh? talk about that. We don't talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. I don't no. remember. I don't remember any of that. Me neither. No. no, no <laughs> I remember, uh, 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 Booker T and Goldust was was really good though. That, that yes, cool. yes, we are we are in the midst of that, which is uh, some good shit, pal. Good shit, pal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to your, yeah, that that really that showed like a really entertaining side of Booker T that kind of wasn't shown before that. So mm-hmm. Goldust, man, really influenced the WrestleMania, uh, one of the main events of WrestleMania, which is fun to think about. Booker T showed that he could be a sports entertainer mm-hmm. during that run. That's what got him to the point where he's at now. And I feel like that's that lacks a lot uh, 
and a lot of the young up and comers in WWE, I think was one of the reasons. I mean, it's a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why, you know, we got 2.0 is to not only teach them to wrestle the way WWE wants them to, but to also show them how to be a sports entertainer. Mm-hmm. Kyle, come on. Yes, no. <laughs> and if, look, me, you, we could do wrist locks, right? We could, if we <laughs> yes. trained, we could probably do a Russian leg sweep or two, right? But mm-hmm. anybody could do this, but not anybody can no. have a crowd in the palm of their hand. Booker T had that here, and that's uh, why he's one of the best. What, what was that? Right. I missed it. I missed it. Do it again. Oh. <laughs> Are you trying to put your eyebrow up? Wait, wait. Okay, there. <laughs> you, have to, you have to do the whole thing. Okay. I get it. You have, you have to wind up for it. Yes. <laughs> Strike three. <Yeah. laughs> oh, hold on. Wait. Give me. I'm sorry. One second. Just oh, one bra- second. Oh, breaking news. Oh, just, just a. Bra- yeah, I. Someone's at my door. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. This, this fucking guy. Big time in me on my own podcast. Well, you got better things to do? Huh? Brian, let me, let me tell you something. I'm just going to cut a promo while he's gone. You're sitting there with your with your old spice in the background, it looks like. Your, your goddamn dresser, huh? Four shelver? Bitch. You got, you got a, what was that, a, a, a TV? 55 inch or something? Yeah, nice blinds, bitch. Um, yeah, had to let uh, had to up? let Vince McMahon in real quick. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was just yeah, hyping you up while you were gone. Thank you. Uh, thank making you. sure everybody you know, knew what, what a good guy you were. So absolutely, thank you. Absolutely, you're welcome. Had to let Vince in. We're going over uh, some stuff. Some, <laughs> some stuff that sounds suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> you booking the territory as as the kids say. Absolutely, absolutely. We're getting ready to sign off on some deals. You know, taking NXT some places where you might not imagine. I <laughs> NXT 3.0 coming up, coming up soon, <laughs> folks. Oh man! Well, oh man, we're backstage again. Uh oh! I know what you're thinking. You're like, gotta have some more Eric Bischoff. Have to. Uh, still outside Stephanie's office. The, the, the stamina on this guy. He's been out back there for an hour and a half. Stephanie comes out. She said she tells Eric that Triple H signed. Bischoff's like, man, signed? What? And Triple H walks out. Eric Bischoff's like, you big nose idiot. Why did why'd you sign with her? A lot, a lot, a lot. And then uh, <laughs> Triple H is like, you idiot. Those divorce papers I signed. I just turned into Vince McMahon. I'm having an off uh, impression game today. It's, it's going very poorly for me. That actually wasn't that bad. That bad. Listen. This <laughs> divorce papers. I feel like you know, maybe two Vince and Triple H just have the same voice. Maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's the problem. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, well, uh, from there. We uh, we take a little trip to the world, the former WWF New York. <laughs> Tori and Don Marie are here. They are. Uh, so Tori is fresh off of winning the Golden Thong Award. Yikes. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dawn is mad because she wanted to win the Golden Thong Award. She wants that Golden Thong. Yeah, so she says that she has the better ass, and Tori's like, no, you don't. And that's what they're here for, so... <laughs> So it might what seem a time. what a time <laughs> might seem just like a silly segment, but that leads Don Marie to fuck Tori's father to death. So yikes! We're oh, we're man. we're in for a weird period of time. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I think stories how, on stories on stories. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. I think that's how it happened. Murdered. Uh, was was the dad's name? Uh, Fred. Not Fred. Fre- I almost said Fred too. Frank. <laughs> Oh, I can hear. Are you feeling Come frisky? Uh, we're not live, pal. I'm going to look it up. Dad. Uh, Al. Ah! Al. Al Wilson, of course. There we go. Is he still alive? Oh, no, he's not. Oh, God damn it. Right, rest in peace, Al Wilson. We'll see. We're. This is great. I mean, we're. <laughs> It's a weird response to We're that. We're doing right there. by Al. We're doing right by Al. This is re- this show's really an Al Wilson tribute. That's right. Historic. Because that's a historic moment. Like, you, see, you doing it again, Kyle. That, oh that shot Al to straight to the top. Mm. Okay? Yeah. And, and one of the it's most important storylines, honestly, I feel like it, a st- that storyline is what birthed the storyline between Trish and, and uh, uh, Mickey James. Is it now? Creativity, sort of the same. No dads involved, but <laughs> they are both women, of course. You know, I guess you got a point there. Can yeah. I tell you something about that? So I, st- I didn't watch wrestling in 2002. Mm-hmm. The first time I, I, I got reintroduced to it, my cousin brought me over to watch the Royal Rumble from 2003. And the first thing I remember watching after over like a year and a half of not watching wrestling is a highlight package of Don Marie and Al Wilson in bed. <laughs> Al, are you feeling frisky? And then they roll Al on a stretcher. And that's the first thing I saw. And then mm-hmm. apparently I never turned back. So I guess it worked. I guess it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Yeah, you're right. Now look, egg on my face. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but hey. So that opening match you said was the second longest match on the show. And I'm assuming the main event was the longest. Yes. But unless we count this, the Triple H segment here. Uh Uh-oh. So Triple H had uh, surgery on his elbow, I believe. So he was not able to compete on the show, but he's here. Five times in his left elbow. (laughs) Nine times (laughs) in my my knee. (laughs) I try to bring that up at least every other episode. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but uh, oh. Triple H, he's here. Uh, both Stephanie, Eric Bischoff, the two GMs of Raw and SmackDown, are uh, trying to uh, get Triple H to sign with their brand. And because uh, Triple H never really was drafted because he was champion when the draft occurred. So he was like mm. in both brands and. They also kind of established that hey, Vince McMahon came out. He's like, everyone's free to negotiate with each GM. So there like a lot of flip flopping back and forth. So the draft really didn't matter, I guess, in the ultimate. But um, so Triple H is here. Eric Bischoff and Stephanie both come out and they basically give their spiel to try to convince Triple H to join their brand. Bischoff, his point is like, I've been networking in Hollywood for the past two years. So if you sign with me, I got you A-list movies 
blade and uh, all that stuff. <laughs> the chaperone, all all your dreams will come true, Triple H. Stephanie is like, hey, I know you better than anyone. I also had sex with you a bunch, so you should probably join my brand, actually. Um, I don't know. Who, who do you think had the better argument here between Bischoff and Steph? Probably Stephanie. Yeah, that one's you probably, know, yeah. You know, Bischoff had the old standard WWE games, you know, pitch where it's like, hey, we can get your movies. You sign with me, you get movies. You know, you have mm-hmm. options. You go this guy, you get the movies, Hollywood. You go this guy. The path is going to, you can still get there. Mm-hmm. You still get the movies. It's just going to be a lot tougher than what it usually would be if you went with this guy. You know, you get more respect going this way. See, you can't see my other hand. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. This hand or this hand? You you want the easy way or the hard way? Mm, yes, I see. <laughs> was Blade Trinity after this or before this? I think it was after. Uh, right? I think it was after. Yeah, yeah. Had well, to have been after. I guess he was, was right. 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if it's not after, then oh well. I don't know. Fuck you, saying all your hate mail to uh, within the ropes at no. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> whatever you're yes, please. yes, <laughs> at yahoo.com. Yes, Yahoo uh, Messenger. <laughs> Hit me with my sidekick. Hit him. <laughs> Bing. So Triple H is like, uh, oh. It is a hard decision. On one hand, I could say, hey, Bischoff, screw you. Or Stephanie, screw you, but I know she likes it. That's what he <laughs> says. Crowd crowd loves it because sex. And um, this prompts because Triple H is like, well, I'm going to go with the devil that I know. And I'm going to go to SmackDown with Stephanie. Mm-hmm. But this prompts. Uh, uh. Uh, I know I'm cute. Hey. I know I'm sexy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I got lost, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. I, was, I didn't want to ruin your happy space. <laughs> yes. HBK is here. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, because he's, he, last we saw him, he was the leader of the NWO, but that is uh, no longer a thing anymore. Mm-mm. But he's still here, and he's still a part of this. So uh, Sean comes out. He even acknowledges the NWO. He's like, it was initially supposed to be an NWO thing, but now it's not. Um, big DX chance from the crowd, by the way. It's Sean and Triple H in the ring for the first time, I think, since Sean returned. Um, Sean's like, hey, I'm on Raw. You should come to Raw, too, because of the two Fs. Friendship and fun. And Sean's basically mm-hmm. like, hey, Trips. Let's cause havoc on on Raw and make Eric Bischoff's life a living hell. And then Triple right. H is like, yeah, bet. So he's like, all right, sorry, stuff. So I guess Triple H is on Raw now. And that's where he's taking his talents. So <laughs> Bischoff is like, hey, Steph, I win. You lose. And you know what else? I got testicles. What exactly did he say? I wrote it in my notes that he said I got testicles, but I forgot the context. <laughs> he was like, you know why I won? Because I got testicles and you don't. <laughs> Something like that, right? Something like that. It's along that line. Along that line. <laughs> and of course, Stephanie slaps Bischoff. 
Bischoff sells it like he just got shot in the face with a gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so Triple H is going to Raw. It's interesting. What do you, what do you do? You think that was the good move, or what, what do you think the trajectory would have been like had Triple H gone to SmackDown here? <sighs> think we could have you know, like him and Brock, maybe. Yeah, I think I think I think you made the good move. I think you made the best decision. Um, yeah, I think that this entire segment on a pay per view is something that lacks. Uh, in WWE today, mm-hmm. I can appreciate a good segment uh, negotiation during a pay per view. Uh, so, right, I'm I'm hoping that one day they could bring stuff like that back. Please, <laughs> please help. <laughs> but I know what you mean though, because it felt like like Bischoff really cared about getting yep. Triple H to Raw and Stephanie the same thing. And then Triple H had this presence about him. Shawn Michaels was kind of a surprise and they had a whole thing. It was like a tension. It's kind of a silly segment, but it's also like, mm-hmm. okay, but actually where's Triple H going? So that happens. And then we get some uh, reactions from backstage. So we got make a difference Fatu backstage. <laughs> he's, he's very disappointed that Triple H <laughs> went to Raw because I guess Kishi's on SmackDown. Yep. Um, just the way he talked like Fatu in 1995. He's like, listen, man, I don't know, man. I was really hoping like he's talking like that. <laughs> then we got Booker T, because to Booker T, who is, uh, yes, the five time. He's uh, He basically threatens Triple H. He's like, hey, if this sucker gets in my grill, I'm about to knock him out. So kind of something like that. So again, so foreshadowing to WrestleMania world title match. So we've gotten both. That's right. World title matches kind of alluded to on this show, and I don't think anybody even realized at the time, or nope. maybe I don't even probably wasn't even the plan at this at this point. But uh, maybe they just stumbled into it. But I thought it was a fun little uh, Easter egg, as the kids say. Uh, but we got the tag team titles up next, being defended by the champions, Edge and Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus. The Canadian Team Canada, uh, the Un-Americans, the Anti-Americans, whatever, whatever you want to call them, the Un-Americans. Oh, what what did you uh, what did you think of that faction? I liked them. Yeah, I, I liked them. I liked the bad guys. Are you Canadian by any chance? Yep. <laughs> Are you? No, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> you didn't strike me as a Canadian. I've heard you say about. So about 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 eh? what's that about? About. About. <laughs> yeah they were a uh, good faction I guess they were. they're the bad guys uh, still yeah. kind of fresh off of 9-11 so maybe they're trying to capitalize on the, the elevated patriotism in the country mm-hmm. um, yep. you got Hulk Hogan who is obviously the red white and blue dude and then Edge who's Canadian but we don't mm-hmm. talk about that he lives in uh, somewhere else now so we got he's uh, very he's very proud to be an American. Yeah, a real and American. That's he's right. F- <laughs> fight. He's fighting for the rights of pretty much every man. So like, <laughs> this is how I saw it, really. Yes. <laughs> but match itself, it's a Hulk. Any match Hulk Hogan is in, no matter how many people are in it, is a Hulk Hogan match. The baby faces get beat up, Hulk yep. up, big boot, leg drop. 
but in this case, we got a uh, so Christian. He has a thumb to the eye on uh, I believe it's Hogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Storm hits a super kick on the outside onto Hogan. Inside the ring, Test interferes because he's also not American. Gets in the ring, hits Edge with a big boot. Uh, I keep wanting to call him James Storm. Lance Storm covers for a two count. So we need more Canadians, I guess. So Jericho gets in the ring <laughs> with one of the tag belts, clocks Edge in the face with it. Lance Storm makes the cover, gets the win. The Un-Americans are the new tag team champions. Lance Storm. Fox, man. He's, he's like the leader of this team, which feels yes. off, but I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Non-Americans are better than Team Canada. I, I, I mean, gotta think. I gotta think long and hard about that one. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't stick with that. I, 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 I don't think so, man. I mean, no? uh, I would say the the individual people mm-hmm. are probably better in the Un-Americans, but as a faction, I think Team Canada. Was better, hmm. I would say so. Because this, it kind of just felt like the other Americans kind of felt like the junk drawer. And it's like, okay, nah. we're not doing with these guys. They they all happen to not be from America, so let's all throw them in a fat. William Regal joins eventually. It seemed like Chris Jericho was going to be a part of it, but I don't think he really ended up being a part of the faction. He just happened to be Canadian tonight, so it was like, yeah, let me help these other Canadians out. I guess is <laughs> how I read it. So, okay. Man, that's, that's a that's a question for everybody. Team Canada, on Americans. Who do you who do you got? Shout, shout out to Elix Skipper. Well, he, Skipper he, Elix. He's 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 not. Was he Canadian? I don't know. I you, I think you just thought of the first TNA guy you thought of and threw him out there. <laughs> <laughs> Open he was Canadian. <laughs> Come on. Well, man. he was in it. He had the he had the the, the bandana, the, the 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 tights. Yeah. He had Petey Williams. Petey Williams. Eric Young, Eric Young, Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode, um, Scott Demore is the manager. Mm. He had A one, mm. uh, Johnny something. I forget what his name. Divine, Johnny Divine. Uh, maybe some other people here and there, but I don't know, man. You know, you might be right. It's the only qu- we gotta have uh, Bobby Roode versus. Uh, wow. Who else is in? Debbie Christian. I don't know. That's a match that's happened before. Test. There we go. You know what? I don't know if we could do that, but we could try to make that work, I guess, as best we can. Yeah. We'll get the fake test. Yeah. Rest in um, peace test. Oh, who was somebody? I saw somebody late or like lately that was like, wait, this guy's just test. Um, fuck, who am I thinking of? It'll, it'll pop up in my head. Was it on NXT? Not Von Wagner. Oh. There was somebody... Oh my god! That I saw recently, I was like, "This is just another fucking test." It'll come. It'll come to me. Maybe it was Von Wagner. Maybe it was Von Wagner. Von Wagner's a new test. Everybody, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, but test. Von. This is a test. This oh. is a Wagner. This is a Wagner. <laughs> this is a Wagner. That was that was the song you decided to go with there. <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was this bad. Is a Wagner. Not, hey. Anybody good with uh, theme songs, make that a song. Vaughn, yes. Vaughn, this is a Wagner. 
Couldn't be any worse than what he's doing now. But no. main event time. Triple threat match. Undisputed titles on the line. Got the champion, The Undertaker. <laughs> Versus, don't hurt yourself. Versus Kurt. Here, I, what I <laughs> Versus Kurt Angle. Versus The Rock. Who? Doggy. This is a uh, legit match of the year type of, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it was originally, I believe, supposed to be Triple H instead of Kurt Angle, but he got hurt. So they subbed in Kurt, but I think this is all for the best, in my opinion. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, what were, your, what were your thoughts on this, man? This one was a, a banger and a half. It was. I wish main events, um, triple threat main events, were booked the way that this one was. Yeah, you know, I think everybody came out looking pretty good, pretty decent, as always. You know, I mean, Taker, Kurt Angle, Rock. At this point, these are three superstars, yeah. right? And I said, I said earlier, it's you know, you don't really have, you have potential, right? But you don't really have those. You can't name five on each brand that yeah. you can really have go in there and put together really good, solid matches. On a regular basis, which is why they have Roman with both championships right now. And it's pretty much no one else. But, I mean, there is potential, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Your theory. Uh, yeah, theory. Mansoor. Yes. Tazawa. Tazawa. Uh, Reggie. Uh, yeah, there you go. Come on. The possibilities are endless. I mean, <laughs> Reggie, The Rock, they're one and the same. Braun Break. Oh wait, no, he didn't. He didn't get called no, up. Never mind. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't talk about that here. Never mind. Never mind. But yeah, fun stuff here. I thought their styles. It was a fun kind of like uh, meshing. You had like the charisma and the energy of Rock. You had mm-hmm. the brawling and the striking of Undertaker. The like the legit wrestling of uh, Kurt Angle. I thought like when like Angle and Taker would like grapple for a second like rocks out of the picture and then they would like go yep. at it it was like fun like almost like an MMA mm-hmm. style of match where like Kurt would lock on a, a triangle and Taker would fight try to fight out but then Angle would transition into another like submission like that kind of stuff was fun it seemed like Taker was like very motivated too like sometimes you, Taker can be out there especially like in this time period he's kind of like going through the motions but he seemed like like he had something, maybe not something to prove, but he was like excited about this match. Like all, all these guys seemed like they were like putting everything out there. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And it created a, uh, a fun match. Yeah. Like the fun, everybody's stealing each other's finisher in the beginning. <laughs> I think literally everybody does everybody's finisher in this match, which is fun. It's another um, thing I miss. Oh, man. The finisher steal spamming. Yeah. Big uh, 2K fan. So I'm familiar. So we got a uh, lot, lot of points in this match where you think it's over. Like, I think uh, yeah, Kurt Kurt just levels Taker with a, a chair shot at some mm. point in this match. Cracks mm. him over the head. And then Angle follows it up with an Angle slam onto the rock. And you think it's over at that point, but Angle can't make the pin. Uh, at some point, Taker hits the last ride on the rock. But Angle comes out of nowhere and pulls rock or pulls taker off with an ankle lock. I think is what happens. 
Um, they got, you know, submissions, you know, everybody's hitting their signatures and trying to go for their finishers. But ultimately, The Rock hits the rock bottom on a Kurt, pins him. Manhandle slam! (laughs) (laughs) Stealing from Becky Lynch, this Rocky. Yes. How dare you, sir? (laughs) The Rock wins new champion, uh, even though he doesn't pin the champion. Yes, the uh, the great one is going on the SummerSlam to face Brock Lesnar, Brock and Rock. And yeah, just a uh, a legendary one of the best triple threat matches that ever occurred in my opinion, at least in WWE for sure. Is that the first time? Is this the first time the Rock's been used as a transitional champion? Hmm. Well. No, well, the, his latest title reign, oh. you know, okay, <laughs> beat CM Punk, <laughs> lost the title a few months later. That's right. Punk is pretty peeved about it. We all remember. Yeah, should have never happened. Mm-mm. But yeah, this time period, yeah, that is pretty bizarre because he's, I guess, Rock's like slowly transitioning to Hollywood here, so maybe he's not as. Mm-hmm. balls deep in the wrestling as he once was so maybe it's not the craziest thing but yeah it is i mean he's still red hot at this point so and he's the champion he's doing so. his due he was doing his due for sure he knew what was about to come mm-hmm. he knew what was what was gonna happen yeah we're getting ready for the exit of the great one and the rattlesnake here okay the exits i mean rocks would come not too too long after austin he would stay a little bit longer mm-hmm. but you know you know, gearing up for the future, baby. Dude, it's great. Rock really doesn't do that much after this. I mean, he loses the title at SummerSlam, leaves for a while, comes back as a heel, has the WrestleMania match, mm-hmm. gets squashed by Goldberg, and then he's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, I really don't. I didn't really think about that. He's pretty much at the tail end of his career here, which is uh, mm-hmm. nutty. Nuttier than a fruitcake. Which, which at the time you would think not because he's. Putting, I mean, that was triple threat was a great match. His match with Brock, you know, that's come on. I mean, he was still the Rock, mm-hmm. right? This wasn't Crown Jewel Rock, right? No, like no, no. this wasn't, you know, fifty-five years old. Right. I'm coming to steal your world title, taking away an opportunity from the young 25 year old French talent. Mm-mm. Right? <laughs> no, this is uh, is Rock in his 20s here? Oh, that was the Rock here. He's, he just turned 50. So we just turned math 50. 20 years ago. So he's 30. Wow. Ish. So, wow. Young, young fresh DJ here. Um, wow. As I was a Terramana. I'm not sponsored by Terramana, I promise. Um, <laughs> it's only right though it's only right it's only right but uh, yeah so we got our vengeance boys and girls uh, that brings the show to a close any other uh, any other thoughts any other uh, eyebrow raises for this show Um, I love the stage setup oh I meant that's, to bring that up thank you thank you for bringing that up that's one of my favorite things about uh, or used to be one of my favorite things about WWE. I, it's still one of the, my favorite things that keeps me coming back for WrestleMania every year yeah. is the, you know, the setup, the stage designs and things. 
the mm-hmm. season premieres, you know, they used to have a new stage every time they would renew one of those good old contract, those TV contracts. Mm-hmm. But uh, not I like I like the simplistic. It was like because it's a, a big screen with a V. Like I've always been a fan of really simplistic mm-hmm. stages. Like my favorite ones are like the ones they've used at a few of the like the recent Royal Rumbles, where it's just mm-hmm. like a dugout and it's just nothing yes. but people. But like I love that shit. Like yeah. the less hoo ha the better, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, and you know, what ultimately all the stage is one thing, but really is what matters is what happens within the ropes. But speaking of which, <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> oh, it's out of here. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. Don't okay. Sorry, I was shaking the ropes there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian, once again for uh, making the time to uh, join me on here. Talk a little ruthless aggression. Of course. Where can everybody find you and listen to your lovely podcast? Oh, everyone can find me at Brian Tronic. That is my personal page. You can follow my show at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. Do it. Within the Ropes. Within the Ropes podcast.com is where you can find all those little links of all the recent episodes. I just came back, Kyle. I just you returned. Did. Okay. I was wondering where you were at. I took a little week off this past week. You know, I had baby showers. I haven't got a baby on the way. Oh, God. I got, excuses. I got a excuses. Of diapers next to me. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't act like those aren't yours. Bunch of baby clothes back there, you know? Well, that's I mean, what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I was cutting a promo on your, your room when you were gone for a second. Oh, don't listen yes. to the episode. <laughs> it's, it's blurry right now. So I couldn't yeah. make out exactly, but I ascertained uh, through the, the shapes. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm yeah, back. Man. Did you, I'm uh, bumping on the hardest part of the ring. <laughs> yes. My ring. <laughs> Once again, thank you to Brian from the Within the Ropes pie. I was trying to. I was trying to give him the, the, the no-sell reaction on that, but I couldn't. Uh, go check out Brian's podcast, the Within the Ropes podcast, wherever you listen to. Po- I feel like I'm saying podcast over and over again. God damn. Shut up, Kyle. Uh, but check that out. Everything is in the description below. Check. Check. He's a sweet boy. Go, go, go. Give him a listen. Go put your ears in his mouth. Um, so, yeah, I could do that. Uh, check out my podcast as well. Uh, I mean, other than, you know, I mean, you're, you're consuming it right now, but go check out all my other episodes. I do a lot. I do, I do a lots of stuff. I do lots of stuff. Uh, <laughs> apronbump.com for all my full episodes, uh, many different timelines. So, uh, if you're just hopping on here for the first time and you're like, Hey man, love me some ruthless aggression. Love me some early 2000s, WWE, WWF. Well, I have done everything from the Royal rumble 2001 up until this point so uh, go check that out if you wish uh or don't suck my ass i guess uh but speaking of sucking ass i gotta get out of here. i don't know um anyways that's about all i got right check out the watch along too once again if you haven't already of the uh, triple threat match from the show um and yeah you know this whole for like the intro and the outro of this episode i've been like how can i work in a pun you know, with with the show title, like how could I how can I make a pun out of that? <laughs> I haven't been able to 
think of a way. I mean, I hope that I hate to disappoint you guys. Like, I hope you don't like seek vengeance on me for it. I'm hard. Yeah.